Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha Casper Cook, and we have uh, a good story. It's a good story today with uh, a really. Uh, I, I think you're going to really enjoy this because we don't do young adult that often and uh, middle school reads, and uh, so we are going to talk about that today with Kristen Lindsay Hager. Uh, welcome, Kristen. How are you, Kristen? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on because, you know, I saw some of your books and I love all the dialogue that you do because, you know, we have a lot of writers on here, but I I like to talk about dialogue and things like that, and you are really good at that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into discussion about all the different things that you do. Okay. I've been writing for um, several years. I've been, um, well, I got my first publishing contract. Um, it'll be eight years in December. And um, it's been a learning experience, but um, I was very lucky that my parents were um, supportive. And when I was in high school, my mom signed me up for my first writing conference, which was um, really surreal because I was pretty much the only kid in the room. I hadn't even graduated from um, high school yet. So, I've been, you know, learning and the yep. industry has changed so much since then. Oh, my goodness, it's so different now. But it's um, exciting, too, because, you know, it's getting the, the growth, you know, the personal growth along. I'm really glad that, you know, I learned so much before I got published, you know, for the years learning. And I always recommend to people, spend that time. Don't just spend the time trying to get your manuscript published. Learn the business as much as you can before you even think about sending anything out and I write a lot it really is and I'm glad to another thing that really helped was I was a journalist and I was doing I had a column in my college newspaper and I wrote for a couple other newspapers as well and I really recommend like doing essays or something publish something else so that your first big review is not on your baby that's so personal to you (laughs) Because I well, did a yeah, lot of you know, yeah, reviews. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. the problem. It's the reviews, right? You have to be ready. But most people these days aren't ready. You know, because no. they just start and they just throw themselves out there. It's hard. They don't. They don't get rejection letters. They don't get any of those things that uh, I did and saved. <laughs> And it helps, you know, I think it helps, you know, but I, you know, you're very diversified in what you do and emotional writer. So uh, those are the things that um, a lot of people aren't, you know, some, some people are, but some people just aren't, you know, and you're writing for young people and young adult, middle age, you know, middle group. And that's tough because there are so many issues and 
especially at our, you know, the way it is now, what they see on TV, what they read, you know, social media. So those are tough things. Um, I know that's a big influence for you when you're writing. So how, how do you get, you know, you're writing with teens. So when you're writing a book, how do you decide what you want to talk about in that book or do you bring several issues in? Well, you know, as I've noticed because they always say, you know, really know your genre and stuff. And so yeah. I always say, you know, write what you loved, write what you still read. And so for me, it's like, you know, the middle grade books, the young adult. And also I'm going to be writing some like adult, um, like romantic comedy type stuff, but like the feel good women's fiction yeah. type. That's what and I so right, I always... Right, right. I always go right to what I love because if you are a fan of the genre, you respect it and you know what to expect. And yeah. I just think it helps, too, if you appreciate it because some people do go, like, oh, this is selling well. Can I write this? And I, to me, I just kind of want to have my heart in it. Um, so when I'm writing, you know, for, like, teenagers, although there's a lot of adults that love YA, so I keep that yeah. in mind, too, when I'm writing. Um, yes. I usually start with the character. Like books are very character driven, and so I usually start with what's going on with this character. And sometimes I already kind of have a feeling for who she is right off the bat. And so she basically she kind of tells me what she wants me to do. Right, that's and what we're talking about right, right on the phone. You know, a few minutes ago before the show. You know, because that is what happens sometimes. You know, you come up with a character, you find their name, you have some idea of what they're like. But as the story grows, they kind of grow with it. You know, and guide, I, I don't know, for me that's what they do, they guide me, you know, and it, it appears that's what you're saying is true because if you don't really know it, it's hard to write it sometimes. I mean, a yeah. lot of people do well. I mean, I, I shouldn't say everybody can do that, but a lot of people do well, you know, when they're writing um, different genres, but it's hard sometimes. You have to, you know, you really have to go reach out and get it right. Like if you were going to write historical, that's a tough one. I have not done a historical because that's a tough market. You have to be exactly right on. You, you know, it's very different than mm -hmm. how it's not. A, you know, it's not exactly that different in love. Love is love, but it's you have to be really correct in every little aspect of it. You can't fool around with anything and use your imagination as yeah. much because people really know what they wore, what they did. You know, whereas. In this, it's kind of like you just go for what what's happening right now, you know. Yeah. And that's what I makes do, um, a good book. I do read a lot of um, nonfiction, some of the aim towards um, teens and some just, you know, for adults that um, have helpful tips and things that would help the readers. That's a good idea. When I deal with things like self-esteem. Yeah. And I've been doing that more with um, issues that people run into, um, especially with stuff because I've been writing some adult stuff um, with relationships and like with self-esteem and stuff. And I'll even go on blogs of like um, therapists and stuff like that to see what they're talking about so that I can put in little things that other care, you know, other readers can see in the character seeing themselves and, you know, little tips. And I've had people, when I wrote Dating the It Guy, I had um, women who were like adults, young adults, um, or not teenagers, but, you know, like, like the, I guess you'd call it like the new adult type range. Yeah, they were yeah. reading my young yeah. adult book. And they said that a lot of things were clicking for them while their relationships hadn't worked. They had been kind of you know, not sure why this didn't work out. Was it them? Was it the other person? You know, and they said that when they saw what Emmy was dealing with, with her self-esteem, with all her issues and what she brought, 
to the table in that relationship, even though she's a teenager, they said they could easily see themselves in there, and they, it all kind of started to click into place. And yes, I was surprised I, think that's I got true. so many messages. Yes. Because I yeah. think that's true. As you're, as you're growing up as a woman, you know, and uh, especially now, there are so many different things that you have to think about and what happens, you know, and how you behave. Because if you behave badly on social media, that is going to follow you. And that is not good. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't get involved in arguing or any of that online, but people do. And that can be dangerous yeah. for teens, you know, because they're just growing up. And to hear people say bad things about them, bullying as a young, bullying teenage girls can really ruin them in their relationships. Yeah. You know, at that well, when point. You're grown, when you're growing up, you really look at what people say to kind of form your kind of opinion. Because um, yes. there have been people who have said that you're kind of like who you are when you're in that fourth grade, that 10 year old. Arrange. It kind of might be very true. I know this is true. It's, you know, right? When we grow up, we don't change all that much unless we really don't like the way we are. We can make different changes, but we are some of the things that you're right. Young, because you know, when you think back, you kind of remember the things that made you what you are now. Hopefully, yes, you know. and I. I... And I know, what? like, um, well, in the entertainment industry, because I do write about that with some of my characters, um, I remember, like, George Michael, he's my favorite singer. He always comes up in everything. He even actually came up in a grief <laughs> counseling session. I was doing a group session. I was like, well, George Michael had this to say about grief, and everybody right. kind of right. looks like, okay. <laughs> but um, he <laughs> talked about, in the industry, people kind of telling you what you should be. And, like, um, in the beginning of his yeah. career, he started listening, and then he realized that they didn't really have that much more knowledge than he did, and then he kind of took the reins on his career and then, you know, directed it, and that's why he was successful because then he kind of put out what he wanted to put out, not just taking um, – because right. if you notice in the beginning, that is the message. Image that's, a, that's the message. Be who you are. That is the message, you know. That's the best message, yeah. you know, not to try yeah. to be like anybody else. But, that's, so but unfortunately, young girls want that sometimes. Yes. I did a, um, a blog years ago with um, um, a, a blogger company, um, and they were talking about, um, you know, like the growing up, the influences. And when I was growing up, you know, the supermodels were like the big thing. And that's still, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of a thing, although a lot yeah. of them yeah. are, you know, the celebrity offspring. And I remember going to the drugstore by my house and I would go and I would buy all these fashion magazines and in the cover they would have, you know, now it's a lot of times celebrities, but back then it was a lot of these models. You'd open the cover and it would say what makeup they use on the cover. And I was not smart enough at that age to know that this was basically like um, just an advertisement to buy that makeup. So I would buy the makeup that was listed, because usually a lot of times it was drugstore stuff because they were trying to sell something, and that's probably yeah. not what they yeah. used. So I would go with my allowance, and I would buy, you know, sometimes they would say, I remember one time there was, it was Nikki Taylor, and they said that he used three products on her, and I was like, oh, wow. So I can afford three products. So I go out there, and it's like this really light lip balm and, um, you know, this blush and, like, whatever other product it was. And so I buy this stuff. I put it on, and I look in the mirror, and guess what? Nikki Taylor does not look back at me in the mirror. And right. it's like, you know what? what? I, you know, know. I, still buy, I still buy a lot of stuff. You know, I, I'm one of those people that reads all the magazines. I still do. 
you know, and um, mm-hmm. I love it. You know, I read Elle, I read Vogue, you know, and every magazine. I, I you know, when I was doing younger stories, I read younger magazines. But, you know, um, I, I do like looking at all that. And the trouble is, you're right, it doesn't, you know, and it you can't, you're not going to look like that person. And that's the thing. But so I think what they're trying to do sometimes now, like, I don't, you know, like online, if you're, if you're watching Facebook, they have now makeup, to, you know, the tutorials, you know. And I keep, I'm watching, <laughs> I do watch them, you know. And some of them are really showing you what you look, what they look like. So you know kind of this is how they look and they're doing it while you're watching it. And I actually think that's pretty good for people to watch because you can actually see what they're doing. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes when you get home, like if you bought stuff at the drugstore, if you get into department stores, you can buy stuff, but then it doesn't look like that, you know, but at mm-hmm. least you could see how they're doing it now. And, and you know, it yeah. is kind of fun, though. I, I don't know what it is. Women like makeup. I We just do, you know. Uh, young yeah. girls, I, I started out very young liking makeup. Apparently you did, too. Me, too. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I remember you getting know. the kabuto. And, and I do, and it's fun. But yeah, you're right, you it, can't, you know, make, you can't expect to look like the model. And the other thing is, what happens on Facebook or any of these sites with the, you know, if you put your picture out, you know, it, it they're not so flattering some of these selfies. This is not a yeah, good thing. That's very true. <laughs> and, and, you know, I hate pictures. I'm one that hate pictures. I hate pictures, but I, I take them only when I have to. But I really don't like pictures, you know, and I just look and I'm thinking, how do they get, how do they do all these selfies? And some of them are not so great looking. And I'm thinking, I love the way that they are, though, because they just do it. They don't think twice, you know, and yeah. sometimes that's See, freeing. I, I, I'm not that free. I'm not freeing like that I'm for myself. Either. Yeah. See, when I was um, a teenager, I did some modeling and they would, you know, they critique your pictures and stuff so for me to just post a photo it's actually kind of difficult sometimes because I'm so used to oh does it look like this and I have to really try to get over that because you know and that was probably the worst age you could put a kid in modeling because of yeah, the fact that right. they're changing and they're growing and having people criticize but yeah like when people say oh let's get some pictures you know because when I was growing up when we do some events you know yeah people would bring those little instant cameras those little Kodak yep. instant yeah, cameras yeah <laughs> yeah but it wasn't as popular. Like now, even adults, oh like God. they go out, and it's almost like people always say, "Oh, take a picture." It didn't happen, and I hate that because if you're just having fun at a table, and I all know. of a sudden you see a flash, it's like, "Wait a minute, what was my face doing? Was my mouth?" I know. Open, see, that's you know? the whole thing. And right, and then see, the worst part is then they put it on Facebook or some other social group, you know. And, and I'm thinking, you know, once I call someone and I go, like, you need to take this off. Because first of all, it was like a picture where you know, like if you're in a in a group, you're not like you're saying, not even looking. But if you're not posing right, it looks like a whole different person, and you know, and because you know, if the if you're too close to that camera, you, you look you look different. And and so I said, do yeah. you think you could take this off because it's really horrible, you know? I mean, and that's the thing you don't really know if you're somewhere where they put your pictures, and I don't like it either. You know, because people just yeah. snap and that's it. They take your picture and then they put it somewhere, you know, because you don't hear this. You don't hear anything now. They could be standing feet away, you know, several feet away. You don't know that they're taking your picture. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you go, oh, my God, here's a picture. 
you know. And people kind of like to do that, which kind of in a way isn't a good thing, you know, for the people that don't like pictures. You know, yeah, um, they, 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 they think it's fun you know, to do that, to find, to catch you yeah, in a strange, strange type of position. But I think, you know, listen, young girls, it does matter what you what you do and what you say, you know, and we, you know, as women, you know, kind of, you know, as writers too, you want, you know, like I, I in my latest book, the um, it's all about love. It's a call in. There's a there's a part there's a podcast where they call in about love. You know, she's not very lucky in love, and she's not very great. And you know, because I think that's a big problem for people. That's why romance books are so popular, because you could sometimes see yourself in, you know, what's going on with the characters. I love romantic comedies. You know, mm-hmm. and but you know, and sometimes things happen that aren't so great. You know, we were just talking before also about Hallmark. So what is it that you like about the Hallmark movies that, you know, make you feel like you want to watch? I, I'm, I get addicted, certainly at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, How do you feel the about settings. that? I love the warm and cozy settings. Um, you know, I don't even think I would enjoy necessarily living in a small town with everybody knowing what's going on. I mean, I did kind of right. grow up That's in one. That's the other thing. That's and the I didn't, other thing, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't you like know, when I went to the grocery yeah. store and I ran into like everybody and their brother. I was like, you know, like like the celebrities that wear like the baseball cap and put the scarf yeah, on yeah, and try yeah. to like sneak in, yeah. you know. Like I yeah. don't want people to see that I'm there. And so for me, I don't know that I would even want to live someplace like that. But when I watch these movies, I just get like, oh, my gosh, look at the cute little mountain town. I know. It's so, it looks great. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, I can't go because I don't know how to make a gingerbread man. <laughs> because everything is either a gingerbread man or cupcakes, <laughs> cupcakes. or And it's almost the same type of thing, but... It's, but people are drawn to it. You know, a lot of guests on the show, no matter even if they're the sexiest writers, horror writers, whatever, they like Hallmark Christmas movies. It's like a thing. Yeah. It's like something that's important. People really, and there's a lot of men that watch them too, you know. And my thing about it is I wish they would have more people doing it than just the same guys and same women because it's kind of like you've seen the same people over and over in different situations, you know, mm-hmm. and they should try some new people. They do try some new people, but not as much as they. I think they should, you know. Yeah. You, know you could see five yeah. different movies with the one female lead, and she's with five different men. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, people like, that's why they like series in a way, I guess, you know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's right because I I was watching one one day and I was like, oh, this kind of ruins it because in my mind that guy he went off with the other girl in the other movie he was in and they lived happily ever after and now he's falling <laughs> in love with this girl. I know. I'm not happy of all the her. nerve, of all the nerve, you know. And so, but teenage, you know, teenage love is drama a lot of times. It's about jealousy and you know competition, anxiety, hopes, dreams. You know, it all it's all in there. You know, and so that's you write books that have a lot of that in that. So when you when you pick a character, like we talked about before, all the characteristics. Well, how do you get their name? How it's hard for me to pick names. Do you start? You you already, you know, is that hard for you? 
Yes, yes. Sometimes it comes easier than others. Like the um, the Cecily Taylor character was a character that I actually came up with when I was in middle school, probably even grade school, wow. um, when I was kind of <laughs> creating stuff. And there was a soap opera character named Cecily, and I was like, oh, I, I liked that. And then there was a an actress, and she had the middle name of Taylor with her professional name. And so I put it together. And um, the Andrew Holiday character kind of came from um, that time period too, because I was. I was kind of thinking of George Michael, you know, like, oh, what is he like to meet the crush and all that? And I called him Andrew Holiday. And I wasn't really even thinking at the time about, um, you know, like, like how that name would take take on anything. And it was kind of funny because years later, I have a cousin's name, Andrew Bourne, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I can't. I've had this name with me for so long. It's got to stay Andrew Holiday. And because people don't realize, like, sometimes people will have a baby, and I'm like, oh, I have a character that I've been working on with that name. And they're like, oh, can you change it? And it's like, you have to understand. I was in sixth grade when I came up with this. See, I don't think you can do that. I I have tried to do that. I I can't do that, change character. See, because once I start making the character, I can't really change the name because – I, to me, that's who it is already. So it's like yeah, when yeah, you change it, yeah. the name, it's very different, I think. For me, it is. You know, I already have that person in my head, and I'm calling them that. Like even when you change the name of a title, I've done that in the past, and I still call the book the same title as I did at the beginning because I can't help myself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, such, you know it's like in bread, it's like in our heads of how we feel, you know, about these people. They're real to us when we're writing them. I mean, I could tell by what you're saying that you feel the same way. Yes, they're definitely real to me. And um, the only time I've ever really had to change um, a last name or something is uh, if there was a person in the, the news and the last name, it wasn't a particularly unique last name, but there weren't a lot of people, I couldn't think of anybody else who was well-known that had that last name. And it was not necessarily a good you know, like a good reflection on the character. And so right. I thought, you know what, it's, it's right. easier for me on that. Yeah. Yes, that's, well, that could that, be. That I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, right, I used to tell people when I was an agent, I used to say, if you think something might be a problem, like even if you're thinking of something, you know, putting a line in or doing something, you, you have to think in your head and say, if this is ever going to be a problem for me or not get the right image, don't do it. You know, because once you yeah. do it, you do it. So you really have to think about yeah. those things. I don't know if people think about that that much, but you know what you're. I agree with you on that too, because you know, if it's not the image that you want, it sometimes sticks. And unfortunately, in our once it's in our head, it's where it is. You know, yeah. as we're writing. But I wish I had a thought about when um, I named the character Emmy. Um, I thought because there were a couple people out there. There was a model named Emmy. Um, Jennifer Lopez has a daughter named Emmy. I thought it was yeah. kind of a well-known name, and I found out just tons of people doing you know interviews and professional people and things like that refer to her as M, and they didn't realize that the name was Emmy. And so I now I think to myself like, oh, I didn't. I thought everyone would kind of know. So I do kind of think maybe I should have called her Emma or something a little bit easier. Um, right, that, when that you do something like too. that, right. But but that's who it was to you, though. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. your character. You know, I have an Ellie. I mean, sometimes I have been known, which is many times, to use the character named Jack, and I don't know why, but I kind of like that name. And and Grace, I don't know. It just, some of those names appear when I'm not even thinking. 
you know, because mm-hmm. um, I I did screenplays before. I did some of the books are on screenplays, and they were, were those are the names I picked. And screenplays, when you do screenplays, you're just writing one type of you know you're just writing it and that's the end and you're done you know and I wrote different genres so it was over but when I think of a certain image that I wanted I ended up using some of the same names I couldn't help it it just came to me it just you know and I didn't realize it somebody said to me you know you know you're using this a lot and I'm going like well I don't know that's who I see what I to me that just reminds me of who I see when I'm thinking of the character you know, yeah, but when you're writing names, books, you can't you can't do a series like that. Have everybody have the same name? You know, I mean, unless it's, unless it's the same people, but you just can't do that a lot. It confuses people, I think, sometimes too. How do you feel about that with a name? Yeah, do you have I any have that you that use a lot? Yes, a Brad will show up in several, and I think it's because <laughs> I don't know a Brad. So I yeah. feel like if I have to write a character who's not that nice, I can throw that name on there and not offend anybody. <laughs> right, and right. But I've noticed, like, like, oh, wait, there's a Brad here. Okay, so, like, I've been a little bit more aware, like, okay, don't use Brad. But that name I kept seeing, like, show up. Now, the name Because Landry, that's what you think, for, right? Um, but when, you're, when you have that character come to mind, that's the name you think it should be. And that's what happens sometimes when you meet people. Some people's names just don't resonate. I mean, I'm pretty good with names, but when I see someone and I sometimes they'll tell me their name and it just doesn't fit them. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a writer, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it just doesn't fit them and I'm and I, that's to me if I write it down somewhere, sometimes then I remember who it is, but otherwise I think of a person is a certain name sometimes to me. You know, mm-hmm. go, oh that name doesn't fit them, <laughs> but that's their name, you know. You know, I mean, like, I don't even know if I'd choose my own name. I, w- I definitely wouldn't choose my own name as me. But that's who, it, you know, that's a good thing about being a writer. We could switch our names, you know, like our characters. Yeah, well, people never pronounce my name right. I must look more like a Christina because I will always get Christina. And I'm, like, thinking I introduced myself as Kristen, but I always get Christina. And I think the letter Y in my name throws people off, too. Yeah. Because because um, Christine, so, yeah. you could say Christine, you know, or it just it it just is a very that's a really popular name, you know, Christina, you know, it is it's very popular. So I could see why your name would then they would just change it. But Lindsay, I mean, your middle name, you use it, you know, and that's a that's a really popular name. That's a huge yeah. name popular. I mean, that's really popular. But you know, well, there like, was an actress. You know, yeah, you know, you're right. And, you know, like I I made a, a mistake when I started out writing. I just went, oh, I think that this would be cute if I used my maiden name, you know, like Casper was in there, and I'm thinking. And then now I really just didn't want to, but then they go, oh, you have to, because everything says that, Marsha Casper Cook. And I sometimes I would rather just be the two names, you know, with <laughs> middle name. But once you're already out there and and you're the only one, like, with that name, you know, because – on Facebook, if you're looking for someone named Elizabeth, I was just talking with one of my friends, and like there's a million like Elizabeth Black. She does shows with us on, um, you know, on Blog Talk, and she added her initial because there were so many of them. You know, if you look on yes. Facebook, there's so many people with the same names. It's so weird. I mean, that's where I now know this because of Facebook. Don't you see that a lot? That the same names, and you're looking for someone, but there's a lot of people with that name. Yeah, well, I went with Lindsay because there was an actress, Kristen Hager, and even though mine is spelled different, 
um, in the beginning when uh, social media was first go- going around, when I was doing articles for like magazines, sometimes the editors would go and look up to, I guess probably to see if there was anything problematic. And a couple of times I had editors say, is this you? And they would have one that was my account, but maybe I didn't have my picture as a profile, but every once in a while they would pick that actress and they would say, is that you? And I'm thinking, well, she spells Kristen different. So I thought, you know, my parents, when they named me, wanted me to use Kristen Lindsay together. They liked the flow of it. And my dad actually named me. And so I thought, well, because there's this actors and because it's already come up when I was doing freelancing, I thought I'm just going to do Kristen Lindsay Hager um, because you know, already with like small publications, people were saying, oh, do you act? Do you act? I'm thinking, well, the first name is spelled different, you know, but so it was just easier to do the Kristen Lindsay Hager. But the bad part is, is trying to fit that on a cover sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, that, that, is true. that just happened the other day with me, right? Because the name, right? And she had a, she split it. I go, I don't like the way this is, you know. Then she moved it because it's true, right? You're right about that. It's easy if you have just a smaller, you know, just two names uh, on a cover of a book, you know. Sometimes and it doesn't me, fit. There's in the right more spot. to spell wrong. Um, yeah. You know, now people are getting Kristen spelled right, but sometimes they'll put an E in Lindsay. Or yes, like I said last time, they'll put yes, ER, right. AR instead right. of ER. I have that problem. So yeah, I've got I a lot to misspell now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, you know, um, when you're, you have, what's the age group? I mean, how do you decide if it's, you know, what exact age group you're writing for? Because, you know, 18 and young adult and, you know, how do you make that decision when you're writing how far you can go in the book or if, or do you make that when you're done, or do you make it at the beginning of what age group? Probably as it's going. Um, yeah. With the Landry books, I knew definitely what age group, because kids like to read up. So I'm really writing about things that would kind of relate to maybe a sixth grader, a little yeah. bit more sixth, seventh, fifth grader, fourth grader. That seems to be the ones that really tap into it. But I have her in eighth grade since kids like to read up. So I kind of, you know, I did study in college children's literature. I took courses in, um, when I was getting my master's in graduate school and stuff. I did study it, and I learned that, that the kids want to read up. So that's read why yeah. um, Landry yeah. is in the eighth grade. Um, and then some of my, with my young adult stuff, some of my characters, um, I have like in the early years of high school, but the way I create them and the situations they go through are intended for some of my younger readers. Um, so, cause sometimes parents don't realize that and they're like, Oh, she's in high school. My kid's not in high school. And I'm like, but kids like to read up and they like to know what to prepare for, for going in high school. Like that yeah. is who is reading it. Really those fourth and fifth graders are the ones that are reading a lot of the YA. And I don't think parents necessarily pick up on that because they're like oh I think you know she's probably too young and meanwhile the kid is grabbing it going please mom you know buy this yes, for that, me. Right. That's, that is hard you know and that you know on Amazon it's even harder because I think you know there there's so many books out there and you just really you know I think that's a problem for a lot of people they don't know especially when you have young kids you know a lot of parents want to see what their kids are reading you know and um yeah be yeah, shocking to what they what, what they are reading by themselves because they can you know yeah um, but I've had you know reading come up, up yeah. I've had readers um, come up at book signing tables and the mother's like oh okay well I think these are a little old to you, for you and the kid will look at the mother and say I've read 
all of these but this one. And the mother will yeah. tell us, like, oh, okay, we didn't realize and stuff. Yeah, because they don't no, realize what their kid is really reading, right? Because, you know, it's open, it's really, it's open territory, you know, if, you know, for children or for, well, not for children, well, I mean, for when, you know, kids, you know, when they're six, seventh, and eight, they can pick their own books, you know, and yeah. a lot of parents don't realize that, you know, but it's up to the author, you know, how far to go and you know but kids i mean what they see on tv now is kind of a reflection of the time and that's why it's hard now because they're kind of they know a lot of different things you know and they want to read about it they don't want a childish book when they're that age they really don't a lot of times you know because you always feel like you're older when you're especially when you're a teenager you want to read up Yes, you know. and for my, my older ones, like the Cecily Taylor one, the Dating the It Guy ones, um, I just, you know, basically I think the age group depends on the situations that you're dealing with. So like the YA right. one have more romance. Like the middle school one, you know, boys and stuff like that is a very big part of your world. So I do have that in there, but it's dealt with in a different way. It's more like the little crush and, oh, my gosh, you know, he was at the ice cream place. We sat together, that kind of thing. You know, getting but those to know are big somebody. problems for little kids. You yeah. Know. Well, I, one I mean, thing I noticed, because I do go where my readers are to kind of see what's interesting in, in them. And I was noticing on Instagram, there was a lot of stuff um, that people were posting in that age group. And it was kind of acting like, oh, you know, guys will cheat. And what are you going to do about it kind of thing? And it was it was kind of like almost like accepted, like, oh, yeah, guys will do that. And I thought I don't I didn't like that. That was like kind of the message that they were kind of like accepting in a way. And yeah, because that's really hard to go later on. That. That's what, like I said before. You know, this 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 is shaping them for what their relationships could be like. Exactly. So I wanted to address that in the book with the characters. And so sometimes they will have either a misunderstanding or, like with Cecily, some pictures come out with like the the pop star. You know, with this other girl. Did anything happen? And I always make sure that if she gets back with that person, that the misunderstanding is completely cleared up to the point where there is a third party to confirm to show like absolutely nothing happened. It was a misunderstanding. But now we've discussed it. Um, she has, you know, some kind of proof, you know, in one situation she hears a conversation that they don't know she's listening to. Andrew, like, lets her listen to a phone call. And so she knows, like, with 100%, you know, that nothing happened because I don't want her going in with any kind of suspicion or like, okay, well, maybe, you know, he did, maybe he didn't. I want it 100% that, no, he did not, so it's okay to proceed forward. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying that people can't, you know, forgive things like that, but I want the, the girls, especially the younger ones, and the adults too, because sometimes as an adult, you get conditioned to accept certain things, and then it's not until something else comes along that you realize, hey, everybody isn't doing that or whatever. You know, we, right, we right. That and that's so really often. true. And that's, you know, that doesn't, that's, you know, really relationships between men and women, young women and young guys, you know, that's really the same, you know. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the sexual content is a little different, but the feelings. Because if a guy lets you down, or or if a girl lets a guy down, it, it's traumatic. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. guys don't talk about it as much, but it's it's not. You know, they feel it too. You know, and but yeah. a young girl, you want her to open up her mind to having a good life and have a good relationship, and not not to believe in men. You know, because that's bad, you know, to think all men are, you know, could leave them, 
you know, so they're not yeah. going to enjoy their relationship as it is because they're so worried that the guy's going to move on. One of the things that I do hear from readers, reviewers, and because um, uh, every once in a while I, I get a lot of um, single dads who are trying to relate to the kids when they don't see them at office. Because, you know, there's that age when preteens and teenagers yes. kind of cut off a little yes. bit from the parents. Yes, they do. Yeah, and, they do. Yeah. And I would have uh, several of them say, you know, I read the book, be, you know, to have something to talk about. Because he's like, you know, you, I've heard several guys say like, oh, you know, you're in the car, how is school? And then the conversation kind of ends. And so a couple of them read the book so they'd have something to talk about with their daughter and that kind of opened something that's up. really good but it I also think that's a good thing yeah and it also made them aware of some stuff that like um one of the fathers he wrote um this message this was a couple of years ago and he said that there was stuff that when the kid would bring up that she was concerned about that they would kind of think like oh to have such problems ha 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 best years of your life and kind of not blow it off but kind of like oh it's not that big a deal don't worry about it and then when he read the book he saw like this character the stuff going on with her friends and boys, it was her whole world. Like it felt like her whole world was crashing down. And but it said, is at I that realized time. That it is at that time for that yes. person, for that young girl or, or young guy, whosoever it is. But the young girl, yes, it is. And, you know, I think very few people forget those things, even though they might not think about it. If they really do kind of sit for a minute, they can remember the feelings that they felt when they were young if they got hurt. You know, and yeah. it wasn't just silly. You know, it's not silly because at that moment, that's everything. Yes, very much so. And he said he realized how lightly he was taking stuff. And he says, oh, I've got to change my approach a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it really did feel like your whole world, like when your friends didn't talk to you at lunchtime and you didn't know what was going on. Oh, I mean, that yeah. just takes your whole day. That's all yes. you can focus on. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. And if you have, a, like, a best friend that just is mad at you, I mean, that's, traumatic you know and, and yeah. it's traumatic as you get older too if things happen you know like i i'm i have still my old friends and you know to me that's so important but there's a lot of people that don't have old friends from the you know when they were young but it's really nice when you have old older friends from the past that you've stuck with all these years and they've stuck with you because when you're together it's almost like you're 15 or 17 you know what i mean yeah. and time hasn't really changed anything how about how you feel about each other, hopefully. So true. So true, yeah. yeah. And it's nice, too, that sometimes when you're thinking of, you know, the things that you kind of grew up with, sometimes it's it's kind of like a Hallmark movie, going back to, like, yes. you know, a cozy small town in a way when you talk to some of these people. Yeah. And and people, that's why I'm saying that people really, doesn't matter what genre they write, they still love certain things. You know, look at soap operas. But soap operas, you know, they're still popular. You know, um, mm-hmm. young and all, you know, all the different kinds, and you know, there's so many different shows on now Netflix, and you know, and but there's some of the shows, you know, they're a little more advanced for young girls, so the girls really do get advanced fast. Like Emily in Paris is like really a, a young show, but not that young. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot going on there that is kind of if a parent is watching it. I mean, it looks cute, her clothes are cute, and things are happening, but there's a lot of sex in it. But she's so cute. So, you know, the little girls, it sometimes it's too much to comprehend for them, you know, at, yes. at that and, time. 
Yeah, things have changed, too, with the fact that you have teenagers who are influencers on Instagram and, like, yes. Insta-celebrities. Like, you know, that kind of like with the Star Series, that's kind of where that came from is yeah. the girl, you know, in the room with you. She, I had her as a former actress. And, you know, high school is hard enough when you're comparing yourself to somebody, but when you're comparing yeah. yourself to somebody who's a little bit of a celebrity, like, that yeah. really does a number on you. And so that's okay. kind of like when I have some of the characters dealing with, like, oh, this person's famous. That's really what I'm trying to get at, but I didn't want to use the influencer-type term because that's that's going to be dated. In a few years, it's going to not yeah. be a term we use. Right, right. That No, that's very right. It probably might not be here. <laughs> because it's just, if you just write a basic story about, you know, how people caring about each other, which is emotions, which you do, the drama, the anxiety, jealousy, those things are forever. They're not changing. You know, yeah. but some of the things like you know that are that are in the social scene will not be here in ten years, you know, or hopefully yeah. won't get worse. <laughs> hopefully won't get worse. Yeah, yeah. It's traumatic. I mean, it, it's it's really traumatic for a lot of people. I mean, it really, you know. I, I mean, I, you know, sometimes I feel like the young girls. You know, it's very tough to be a young girl. You know, um, yes. I, I think it is. You know, and I think it's best for the authors to remember what it was like because when you're writing an older character that's a woman, you you have a lot of baggage back there, you know, of what has happened yeah. in your life. You know, the writer's oh, life. That is so, so it true. comes out. But if you use the basic emotions, anybody could read it at any at any time in life. You know, that's what you yes, want to be. Yes, a lot of the... The wounds that you get in those preteen years can really stick with you, and the scars yeah. are still there into adulthood. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I really do. You know, when you get a character, when you're writing, cause now you're going to write an older character. But the truth is, when they've had bad relationships, it affects them. They're scared to go on to a new one, which is the same if you're 12 and 13, 15, 20, 30. You know, it, it's still the same feelings that people get scared, you know, yes, of when a I new was, relationship. When I was doing my um, research before I started writing, and as, you know, you, you continue on learning and taking classes, like somebody posted on Facebook one time that being a writer is like having never-ending homework for the rest of your life, and it really is. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> it's true. Stuff right, like that. Right. Yeah, because, you know, you really, you know, I watch a lot of TV because I like, you know, I watch the stories. I like to delve into the people. I make my own dialogue as they're talking. <laughs> I'm adding my own things that I think they should say, you know, while they're talking. And you don't get bored. I, You know, I often have said this on the show. I just can't imagine if I wasn't writing what I'd be thinking about. Because sometimes when I'm watching something, I'm sure this happens to you too, all of a sudden, something clicks and I write a note because it it changes a, a view of maybe my character or something that they might have done. It has nothing to do with what I saw on TV. It's just something clicks yes. in my head. Does that happen to you? Yes. In fact, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's actually how I started because as a little kid, my mom would watch soap operas. And while I'm she sure. was doing stuff around the house, <laughs> I was like yeah. sitting there. And I'm talking like really young because my dad remembers – um, he used to talk about years ago, he would take me in a stroller and we'd be going around the neighborhood and I'm in a stroller, so I'm little and I'm telling him what Erica Kane did that day. <laughs> and we stopped by a neighbor and the neighbor was like, did she say, and I don't remember <laughs> what I'm talking Kane. about, but it was a storyline. 
like, did she watch All My Children? And my dad was yeah. mortified because I'm like a toddler. I'm yeah, still in a stroller, so I'm that little. <laughs> And he's like, uh, I don't know what she wants. And he knows full well because I just filled him in. And while he was yeah. at work, what happened in Pine See, Valley? The thing, you know? People don't realize what their kids pick up. Exactly. See, yes. what, you, what your kids are watching on TV, if you're watching something on TV and your kid is, like, let's say, watch, like doing homework, well, maybe they're not. <laughs> they're listening to the TV. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You, know, you don't know. And you don't know what sticks in your brain. You know, the soap operas, those stories go on and on. And, like, even when I see people, I go, like, oh, my God, they were on this soap opera when they were little. <laughs> now they're grown, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, this is what happens in life, you know. I mean, that's why the series are very popular now, you know. Um, and I, I like some of the series. I mean, I, I like a lot of the series because, you know, you get to see, which is something you don't always do in a one movie. Let's say you see a movie, you don't know what happened to the characters, but now in a yeah, series, not that you room kind for of growth. do. Yeah, there's a room for the character growth, and that's what I've yeah. always loved about. Because somebody asked me online, um, am I more um, a movie person on Netflix or a series? And I really do like a series because I like to see that character grow. And I grow. hate when yeah. they cancel something when I've really gotten me into too. a couple seasons. <laughs> oh, me my too. goodness. I cry. I know. Holly, like, I, watch I know. It's really stuff. true. That is true. Yeah, I watch you, them. You're really involved in the, in the what's going on, and then they just stop the show, and you're going like, why? <laughs> I love this yeah. show, and I love those characters, you know. But now a lot of characters, now they're bringing back a lot of stuff. So, you know, who knows what's going to come back, you know. Um, but Netflix is very popular. I mean, it is, you know. Um, and, you know, like Prime, they don't have as many series. They do have series, but they're not like Netflix. Some of these series, they're, they go fast, you know. I was—I don't know. Did you mm-hmm. see Made that new one? No, I haven't watched that yet. It watch it, you'll love it. It's so good. You know, it's—it's it's just sometimes when you're watching some of these, you know, I, I like Andy McDowell, and I'm thinking, who is this girl that's with her? That's so she's so wonderful. This young girl, and that's her daughter. I didn't even know till I looked it up because I always—I gotta know. Sometimes I, when I'm in the middle of watching yeah. something, I have to look things up. Go like, who is that? Yeah. I have to know who they are and what they did before because I feel like I knew, you know. And watch made because it's really, re- it's just a good story, you know. I mean, that's what people want. That's why I named the show years ago. Good story is a good story because. When you write a good story, it's just a story. It's a story. It's what comes in your mind and what you, you know, it's just somebody's life, your character's life, and it's a story. You know, that's why when they, we were talking on another show about, you know, people review. And so how do you feel about that? I mean, some of these reviews, I mean, they're very cruel to people, you know, and I just don't write mm-hmm. a review is my opinion. How do you feel about that? Well, interesting when you mentioned, I had a smile when I first um, heard about your show, That Good Story is a Good Story, because when my first book came out, there were um, some people who were reading it just because they knew me. And there was this one adult guy, and he was saying to me, he's like, yeah, he says, I got your book. And he said, I ended up reading it, too. He said, I didn't just buy it to support you. He said, I read it. And he said somebody at my office was kind of saying to me, like, oh, like, you don't have kids that age. And he said, well, a good book, a good story is a good story. And so I kind of had to smile with that. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I think... I think it's it's weird, too, because sometimes, you know, I've heard authors, like big-name authors, talk about how they get a bad review and the person tags them in the review yeah. on social yeah. media. Yeah. It's and I know rough. sometimes on Instagram, on the stories, there'll be authors saying, like, why would somebody tag? Like, please don't tag me in the bad review type thing. Um, 
But, yeah. There's yeah, because a lot of studies don't like to read reviews at all. They don't want to read reviews because a lot of them say they'll never act again if they keep reading, you know, well, also, it can change your view of the story because when people leave yes, um, right. any kind of feedback, particularly negative, a lot of times it, they are project themselves. Like I got a review, and it wasn't a particularly bad review or anything like that, but I got a review from this girl in one of my books, and she was writing about something, and I thought to myself, that's not in my book. And I thought, oh, my goodness, there is an issue she's dealing with. And because she was saying oh. about something that happened to one of my characters, and I thought, that does not happen in my book. I know. And it wasn't See, that's, that she reviewed the wrong bad. book. It was I know. she yep. put her experience in it, and I thought, oh, wow. And I really, my heart went out to her because I thought, oh, wow, you know, my character did not go through that. But you clearly, you know, she saw that in the book. And that well, can that, happen. Well, you know, because that's what she was thinking. Not even, you know, and, yeah. you know, I had one like that. I, I have a, a series, well, I never made it into a series yet, but, you know, anyway, there's a dog, Gracie, and she's, you know, um, she's an angel, and she's an angel of love. She comes to, you know, romantic comedy. So, you know, anyway, so it, it's a very sweet dog. You know, it's not a sweet dog, but the dog's so cute, and she's an angel, you know, and she does, you know, she's got quite a sense of humor, and she, you know, carries through, but somebody wrote in the review of the book that she liked her dog she she has a, uh, she has the same kind of dog she said and so her dog is much nicer and i'm thinking oh my god <laughs> well, she didn't talk yeah. about even the book yeah. she was talking about my character you know gracie was is actually the character in the in the book you know i wanted that always to have a dog that was talking you know i do that with my children's books and stuff like that but i'm thinking the, the woman said she heard you know, her King Charles Cavalier was much nicer, and I thought, oh, that's something, you know, that's kind of weird, you know, because mm-hmm. it's okay that her dog is nicer, but this was my character, do you know what I mean? So why would you mm-hmm. put that in the review that hers is, you know, but that's what people do when they're reading it. If, you know, yes, and if they're in a personal. bad day and they don't like something, they could give a bad review, and that's what's insane, you know. I mean, I've had that happen a couple times. One was in a true story. You know, um, my book on to life, it was a true story of a Holocaust survivor, but somebody thought they didn't like something she did because she should have done something with her daughter when she got older. And I'm thinking, that's a true story. It was exactly the woman's story, not a story I made up. So you can't change real life. You know, but yeah. when people are reading, I think you're right about that. They do. They, you know, it was something she was dealing with, apparently. You yeah, know. a lot of times people will put in review stuff. They'll say like, "Oh, that's not what happens," and it's like, "Yeah, you took that from real life." Or <laughs> they they can there's some lightning topics um, where they will get really uh, um, incensed about things where because it happened differently for them or something. Or like I write about um, the a grandfather going through dementia. Um, actually, in two books, I have that. But in um, dating the it guy and. I did not know this, but another reviewer reached out to me and she said, do you realize that you got reviews from one reviewer, but they were different reviews? And I was like, I, and I wasn't even sure I should write this person back. And I said, no, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And yeah. she said the review that the first one that went up on the person's blog, she was um, upset because it was so close to like what she went through and it was very triggering for her. And she said, you know, like, did you, did you know this? And did this person reach out to you? And I said, well, no, um, she didn't, but I thought, oh, that's interesting. And um, because a lot of times you bring so much of your own self to the book that it can be a lightning rod if you have unresolved issues with something. 
you know, like with relationships or friendships or anything. Um, So, yeah, it is interesting because I know when I was a kid, there were certain authors that I didn't really enjoy reading. Like, um, and then when I was um, getting ready, when I was in college and grad school and stuff, and I started rereading, because part of my thing was I'm not just going to read the new YA books that are out there. I'm going to read the ones that are not just, you know, the tried and true, the classic ones, but I'm going to go back to the ones that I love, the ones that were popular, the ones people liked. And I was rereading some. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like Paula Danziger, she was just blowing my mind how good she was. And I thought, oh, it's interesting because I did not read a ton from her when I was a teenager because I was going through it. It was too much. You know, a lot of her books, I mean, they're wonderful. She is the most amazing YA writer ever. But when I was a kid, it was too close to real life. It was a little bit too much for me. But when I read well, that the can stuff happen, right, and that sometimes, you know, they have said like when people are watching TV or things like that or reading a book, something triggers something that happened to them that they weren't didn't think about. And there's nothing a writer can do when they do that, you know, because yeah. you, how would you know how this is going to affect somebody? No, I mean you certainly wouldn't want to affect someone in in a bad way. But when you don't know what the person is that's reading your book. Or, you know, or if somebody's watching something on TV, you know, nobody knows what they're going through. And you're right, things hap- bad things happen to people in life. And sometimes when you're reading about something you didn't remember, it does trigger things for people. But there's nothing yeah, anybody can do about that. Yeah, some you know, of, I think, the best YA writers are the ones that hit the topics that are, like, so hard-hitting. And I really would say to people, like, Take your favorite book from when you were, you know, the preteen age, because that seems to be the yeah. age of the preteen, even more than the teen years, um, yeah. because you're, like, formulating who you are more. Um, find that book and read it as an adult and see how you it's a good idea. view it that way. That's a good idea, you know. Yeah, I've done um, that with a few, and it's like, oh, wow, you know, now I see why I clung to this book when I was a kid, because there are some books that really, you know, you, you go back to comfort reads. And then when you read right, it, they resonate adult, in your head and they just stay there. You know, and that, that, that is true, you know, but that's why I like, you know, I, I do watch a lot of TV, but I watch all age groups, all different types, because I don't want to just be in one category, because that to me yeah. doesn't make me grow as a writer. If I'm just looking at yeah. just one thing, I like to look at more. And that's why I love the shows, because I meet all different kinds of people you know, and learn so much from the people on my shows because we're all, we're different. Everybody is different, but in a lot of ways we're the same, but we, you learn things when you put yourself out there, you know, and, yeah, you know, even reading is like the best way to do that. And especially for a lot of kids that have a lot of issues, sometimes when they're reading, it takes them to a place where they can at least relax and they're not so anxious. Because being anxious is really tough on young kids. And, you know, being anxious is tough. You know, anxiety is really one of the major things now for people. You know, and unfortunately so many kids are stressed out, which you know. I'm sure you've, you know, you deal with a lot of this. So you know, you know, you're talking to kids all the time. So you know this is a major issue. And so those are the issues, you know, that writing about, you have to do it in a gentle way too. Because you don't want to be, you know, um, you know, you want them to enjoy what they're reading, not be just right. giving that message right out blatant to them. And through characters is well, a good way I, like you do it. When I wrote the Landry True Color series, I have Landry dealing with, um, she has anxiety, and I had um, her get 
physically sick because she was so nervous and stressed out. And I remember when a um, critique group was reading um, this scene and they said, oh, do you want to put this in there, you know, that she's running to the bathroom because she's so nervous about this? Do you really want to include that? And I thought, I said, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I, w- I would take that out. But I thought, no, I want to keep that in. Well, the book ended up coming out, and I cannot tell you how many people, adults too, that have reached out to say, thank you for putting that in there. I thought I was the only one. And I was really yeah, see, surprised that's because somebody. That. Right. That's really important. Yeah. So, so you Somebody really are doing something with. important by these books. I mean, you know, I, I think sometimes people don't realize that writers, you know, what they say does count. That's why you yeah, have to well, hear I, I, that's, You know, and that's great when people come to you and tell you. I was you so surprised that a girl that I ever. went to school with, yeah, a girl I grew up with, who I always thought had it all together, all figured out. I thought yeah. she was just like totally had her life yep. together. She was one of the ones that said, I thought I was the only one. And she was telling yeah, me see, from what that. grades on that she would like be getting sick before school because she was a, a, a gifted student. And she said, the pressure on me. The and pressure. She said, I, if I had a test. Yeah. And she said, I thought it was my dirty little secret that, you know, I would get so stressed out. I couldn't handle it that I would get sick. And she said, I thought I was the only one. And she says, you don't know reading that book. She says, you know, she was reading as an adult. She says, reading that book, you don't know how that healed me, knowing that there wasn't something wrong with me, that other people went through that. And I was just, I was completely speechless because I thought, well, you I were the one that, that I your was like, Man. That. I mean, that's really good, you know. I mean, that's, you know, people who listen to this show are, you know, a lot of writers. So I think that dealing with issues and the way that you do and the way you're talking about what you do, I think, and people coming up to you and telling you these things or letting you know, emailing, this is really great. I mean, you've made a difference. So that's a good thing. That's what a writer hopes in some way, that they, you know, will reach people in the way they meant to. That was actually my dream when I was a kid. I remember sitting in my bed. I was in the fifth grade, and I was reading. I'd gotten a bunch of YA books because there was a sale. <laughs> and I, at Walden Books, there was a sale, so my mom let me go a little bit nuts because they were so cheap. And yeah. I was sitting there reading the stack of books. It was, um, you know, a Friday evening, and it was I was in fifth grade. And um, I wished I'd got, gotten to go to the movies. And that particular night, I hadn't. And so I was sitting there reading all these, these books, and I remember thinking to myself, I wish that when I was an adult, I could write something that made people feel the way I feel right now. And wow. that was like, I, I didn't realize at the time how that would affect me. It didn't even, I didn't even remember it for a while. And then as I was getting into writing the books, I kept remembering that night, sitting there thinking, oh, wow, if I could just do something like that where somebody else feels less alone. Because I was kind of, you know, like on a Friday night, even though, you know, I'm a fifth grader, you're not really painting the town, but you do go to you know, no. the mall, you go to <laughs> right, the movies. <laughs> and you're always thinking, oh, what are there other people doing? You know, I'm home. What are, you know, other people are out there living their best life, and, oh, I'm at home. You well, know, I think that's what people think, stuff. you know, and that's really true. I mean, because people think, you know, if you're rich, everything is perfect, and that's really not true. You know, it's, it's about far more important things than just that. You know, and I think that, you know, money it does not make everybody happy. You know, you can see by the stars yeah. they have a lot of issues. They have a lot of money, you know, but they have so many issues, you know. And sometimes, you know, you, people don't think. They just look at the dollar sign. But a lot of people have a lot of issues. And so when you're writing, you know, and somebody says that to you, I think that's really that's a very good thing. So much so, I, I want to have you on again because I loved talking to you. And I do want to say 
I'm hoping that you'll want to do shows. I'd like to have you come on and do some shows with me about teenagers because I think this is this is really important, you know, and the way you are discussing, you know, how much you care about people, I think that's good to hear, you know, because I think people need to hear about that because mothers are out there with their children. Sometimes they don't know what to do, and maybe if their kids, you know, are having issues, maybe they, if they read a book and just relaxed a little instead of putting such pressure on There's a lot of pressure on kids now to get great, get A's and, you know, to be perfect, and it's hard for a kid. You know, this so, one at a perfect time because I had a parent say, like, I wish you did a podcast or I wish you did something because, you know, I my daughter really gets so much help. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have the well, first clue. Well, let's do that. We should do that. Because I, 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 as I'm talking, I'm thinking, like, this would be really good because I feel exactly as you do on a lot of these things. You know, and I, you know, the only writing I've ever lost that I, in my, I, I've moved a couple times. So, you know, I have, I keep everything and I have all my stories, my screenplays, everything. But I was writing in the young adult market, and I never really published anything. That was before all of this. And I had all these outlines of for young adults. I used to go to the library and sit there and read all these little stories. And I read hundreds of them. And then I lost everything, and then I decided, oh, I'm just going to move oh. on. I'll do screenplays. But I think listening to you, I think, because it's so important what you do. I mean, because that's, that's what's important is young people get the good messages. They need yes. it. Yes. The hope. I mean, yes. there's but not enough will get better. So let's, I'm going to call you separately, and, you know, we'll talk about this, because I think it would be great to do some of these issues, because I do, I like to do, you know, things like that. I've had, you know, I do my yearly mammogram show, but I'd like to do shows on this, because I think, you know, um, this would be very interesting for, you know, people to listen to, because I think being, you know, as what you said, is not, that they're not alone. You know, yeah, and that's the most important thing. And I think as, as a young young woman, as an older woman, as as whatever age it is, we go through a lot of things. And yes. reading things and talking to people does help. Yeah, you know, feeling not like being you're alone, not alone. Not thinking you're being, thinking you're alone is always bad. You know, that's it's never yeah. good for anybody. Yes, isolation and it makes it worse too when you feel like you're all alone and you can't share it with somebody. At least if you have somebody where you're reading it and you connect you feel less alone and that's everything in that moment yeah i think i think let, let's do this okay so i mean i want everybody oh, yes, to, love to. Not, you know right now you know uh, the show's like over oh, soon but i think this has been so interesting because it's really it's about so many things that we need to talk about right right yeah, now it's, I'm, I'm glad you said that a mother was interested in that because it's it's really important i mean i worked for a pediatrician for over 20 years, and we had a lot of young adults, and, and it's a very trauma, you know, it's a traumatic time for for young teenage women. Yeah. I mean, I went through it yeah. myself, the one you know, I did when I was young, yeah. I, you know, I mean, sibling fighting, you know, this and that, you know, my father would say, stay home, I don't want to stay home, you know, but all of those things are really what happens to most of us, and how we get through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the things with young adult, a lot of the things really stay the same. Like there's a few things that are different, like social media. You know, we I didn't grow up, certainly. Um, but there's some things that change, but there's so much that stay the same. And I think that's why some YA books are so timeless. And I really hate when people get on things like, oh, they don't, they didn't use the correct 
social media or they didn't put this and they didn't have the kids texting. Because I don't know if you've watched um, the Hardy Boys, the on uh, Netflix, the series. They the try to the um, new one. Yeah, they try yeah. to bring in all the different past generations who read the Hardy Boys, like even down to the lighting and the colors used in the clothes. Wow. You almost can't pinpoint what era. Because I, I thought, what era is this? And then I saw the kid playing some kind of handheld video game. And I thought, well, that looks 80s, but they even keep the clothes neutral enough. There's really only one um, character in there that kind of dresses a little bit 80s. They try to keep it so timeless. And it really is a, such a testament about how we do all go through the same things growing up as young adults. And, and I that's just really true. Like I've had so shows like that because I've had a lot of shows about with, uh, I had a, you know, we, we were doing TV shows and Hollywood shows for a while and we were talking about that. Some of the older characters and the older shows, they resonate right now. I mean, it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like it could be right now. And and people are yeah. talking. People mention this, you know, about Corona. Should they put it in their books? And a lot of people say no. I didn't put it in any of mine either because, you know, people are trying to enjoy, you know, life and just not be so stressed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, and what you're saying really is true. Like like let's say Lucille Ball. That's coming a movie now. All these years later, you know, and people still watch mm-hmm. her shows and they still laugh because there's nothing, you know, that. It's just just free. It's like, you know, you just relax while you're watching those things, you know. And that's why all of these older things, there are a lot of people with their kids. I've had a lot of people talking about that. They show their kids a lot of these old, you know, Partridge family and all of these things. They watch them with their kids, and they love it. The kids love it. Yeah, and I love that they're bringing stuff back from um, years ago and, like, updating things. Like, um, on Hulu, they had the Holly Hobby series, which I didn't know about when it first came out. I am I was new to it, and I thought, oh, Holly Hobby, like, like the little one with the bonnet? And it's um, a modern thing. She's a teenager, but a young teen. And, um, you know, so they, they bring a lot of modern stuff in, but they don't. They don't date it with, like, talking about, like, Facebook or stuff like that, but they deal with, like, social media and friendships. But they put in little things, like they use that color blue, and, like, her little backpack has a little patchwork. And the little um, the store that, or it's actually it's a, a bakery, a cafe that her grandma owns, and they mention, because I was thinking, like, wait a minute, I remember as a kid that there was a general store, because, you know, like, how we have such a throwback. Yeah. And the grandmother mentions, like, oh, and my dad had it, or, you know, it was the, the general store. And it's just so cute because it brings in the different generations. And there's so many timeless themes of dealing with things like, you know, a parent who lost their job and, you know, the kid might have to uproot and move across the country away from her friends. And, you know, a new friend coming in and the other friend feeling pushed out. Holly feels very pushed out. And it was just so beautiful how, you know, they bring in stuff they that we've all in. gone through throughout the Because everybody goes yeah. through that. I mean, I, I put a lot... I have grandparents in a lot of mine, even my children's books. They have grandmothers. Um, my book has a grandmother in it. And, you know, I, I do a lot of multi-generation because I think, you know, if you're writing mm-hmm. family, that's how family is. It's multi-generation, you know. And so mm-hmm. I enjoy doing that, you know, because I got I was lucky enough to have a, a grandmother that, you know, she lived to 101, so I had her for a long time, and which mm-hmm. was really good for me. And, you know, a good role model in my head. And when I'm writing, I'm always using that grand- my grandmother in my head, you know. So I think that people have that, you know. And that's why probably some of these older, you know, things are coming back, you know, well, they're back on Netflix. So, you know, and sometimes when I watch them, you know, Highway to Heaven and all those things, they're bringing those back too. Because I think yeah. 
people need those kind of, you know, situations because if you have trouble at school, if you have trouble, you know, with homework or with friends and parents, those things don't change. That's why I tell people on my show all the time, don't say you don't want to read a book because it's two years old or five years old. Yes. It's still a good story, you know, and I think the libraries make, I said this last, they, libraries make a, a big they make a huge mistake by only wanting new, new, new. Yes. Because yeah. you yeah. really old books, older books are really good. There's nothing wrong with the children's books that's 20 years old, older. It's still the oh. same message. I wish they would put so many of those um, that went out of print from, the, you know, like 20, 30, yeah. 40 years ago yeah. on Kindle. They have a few, but I wish they would do that more. And I hate when they update a series and start putting, like, social media. Um, they've done that with a couple of older series where they kind of update them. And I like reading a book about, like, when, you know, like having the characters, you know, go talk on the phone. Because texting is so hard now as a writer to get really good dialogue or build suspense because now we don't really wait for phone calls we don't really wait for anything because you can just text a person you know you're not well, waiting you, I, for a letter I see in that in your book I see you texted a whole conversation in your you know, yes yes so okay having before we end that. the story why did you decide to do that I mean because I'm thinking oh this is she's texting the whole conversation in there you I know, hated what, doing that the oh, you did? That, that was done. Yeah, I <laughs> hated it that. It just reminded it's me now because when I saw that, and you're, I'm thinking, well, she texted. I'm thinking, okay, maybe that works. Yeah. You know, but they do it on TV it now. It's short quips on that, that texting. But you're right, a yeah, call on I the phone. It. Yeah. I hated having to do that, but I tried because I think it works so much better when you have them on the phone because you can have the character discussing what they're feeling much more than you exactly. do with texting. Exactly. And, exactly. Now you have to text of, it. Right. But I was getting reviews of people saying that, oh, but teenagers would text this or they would use Snapchat. And my first thing was, no, nobody, the Snapchat's old now. Like only, nobody's using Snapchat anymore. But so I didn't want to date it, but people were like, oh, you know, teenagers really wouldn't be doing that. And so I thought, okay. Fine, I'm going to have it text, but I hated having to do it because oh, I did? hate okay. when I read <laughs> that, it. Because I noticed, I was going to ask you about because you text. I, I noticed, you know, because it was in italics, and I'm thinking like, oh, this is a text. You know, I'm thinking, well, all right. You know, but that's really the way it is now. But, right, I know what you're talking about because, you know, in years, I don't know, people will get that. You know what I mean? Like, were you on the phone? Yes. You know, if you're on the phone, they that's always going to be around. I, I don't think there's never going to be phones, you know. Um, well, I, for, I don't know. That's possible. The, Who knows? For the book but, I'm working know. on now, I'm having them do um, video chats. I'm not calling it FaceTime because I don't think, I don't know if the term FaceTime, I mean, they're just, they're changing the name of the Staples Center now, so nothing stays the same. I mean, when I grew yeah. up, you know, things kind of stayed the same, but then they started changing ballpark names and stuff with different yeah, companies, I know that. you know. Yes, like Tiger definitely. Stadium, Call America Park, things like that. I know so you can't. Do, I, I know that. I know. So right, it, it, it is. That's the problems of being a writer right now. You don't know how far to. You know, like in my screenplays, sometimes they were a few years old, and I had. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of texting and stuff like that. But then my editor said, just send it in because they'll figure it out. They'll if they like the story, they'll figure out what to do with it. You know, because yeah. instead of rewriting the whole story to fit today's and you know today's world because you're right about that and that's an important subject is that what should we put in and what shouldn't we put in because five years from now they might even know what what that is 
you know. Yeah, Bowen Duncan, she's a YA writer. She's um, passed away a few years now. She was the one that wrote the book that I know what you did last summer and things like oh, that. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. they updated some of hers, and it lost something. Because I read some of the updated ones, and I thought, oh, it lost something of the time period that it was yeah. in because it made much more sense. Like there were things that she was dealing with with um, like feminism and when she was writing it back in like the 70s for one of them it you know it made sense to keep that book in that way or like um, you know that Francine Pascal has a book it's got two different titles it's either hanging out with Cece or my mother was never a kid and I, I'm not sure like if the newer title is my mother was never a kid or I think hanging out with Cece is the older title and basically I'm I know that they've updated it because I have it, but I have not brought myself to read it. And the reason is because the book was old when I was reading it. The character was in the 70s. I remember asking my mom, what are clogs? And there were things that I didn't understand that they were doing. And what it was is she goes back in time. It's a time travel book. And there are things she's doing for collecting for the war effort. And I was like, I was in fourth grade when I read it. And I was like, what? Why are they gathering aluminum? And they were talking, yeah. and, like, the character, Victoria is a little confused by that. But she goes back into, to become friends with this girl who she realizes is her mother because she thinks her mother doesn't understand what it's like to be a teenager. And then she ends up going back in time and meets her mother as a teenager, and her mother was wilder than she ever thought about being. And But there was a lot of stuff going on with, like, World War II, and there were certain things that she was noticing. And it was really cool to read, and I've, I've reread it, um, you know, a couple times because I really loved the book, and I hope that they didn't take anything out because I don't know how you would make that modern and then say, like, your mother was growing up during the World War II period because my mother was not, you know, during that period. So, you know, like, I don't know how you could possibly make that modern. Now, so I'm afraid to read I own it, the newer version. I'm afraid to read it because I don't know how they could make that modern. Because for me, you know, my mother wasn't even, you know, around in that time period. So, you know, I, I just, I, I shudder to think how they might have modernized that book. Cause it's well, so see that, well that's, that's the other thing, right? And they do a lot of, they're trying to do a lot of that. But, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it just changes the whole, it, it changes the whole thing, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just, you can't always do these things, you know. I mean, that's just what they do now, you know. I think that's a problem. You know, but I think right now it's something we have to overcome, you know, because I think writers, you know, we don't know what to do. So I guess we just have to do the best we can with the story and keep it as true to it, you know, without using so many other things about that might change and go with feelings rather than, you know. And I think that's, you know, that's how you write that, that. you know, when I could see what you're talking about. So I think, so let's let's plan this. I'll call, I'll get in touch with you, but okay. we should do this, okay, on different subjects. Yeah, so I want everybody to tell everybody where you could find, you're, you have a good website too, so tell everybody where they could find you. Yeah. My website is kristenlindsay.com. Kristen with a Y. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> you know, making life confusing that way. <laughs> and you can find my books um, on Amazon. Um, I'm in Kindle Unlimited, if you have that. And um, Barnes & Noble, um, Walmart.com, you know, the indie book places, um, really anywhere that you can find books. Um, but my e-books are with Amazon on Kindle Unlimited now. So are you unlimited? Yes, I just took myself. Oh, I'm taking off lim- unlimited and just going now. I'm going to so it's on Smashwords and other things. I don't know. I go back and forth. I don't. I really don't know. I mean, I think no author. I mean, we don't all know. You, we just we kind of go with it. You know, 
see what happens. You're trying new things, you know. Yeah, see what no, happens. you know, there's no. I mean, that's why I do, you know, that's why I'm telling you. After all these years on the shows, I mean, things just change. Probably as we're speaking, something else is happening that we don't know about yet. Really? That we'll find out. Yeah, now there's like right. the book serials and stuff like that, and it's 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 fun. It's scary, but it's fun, and I'm kind of at the point where. Um, you know, sometimes trying something new, you know, yeah, it might be a giant failure, but, you know, you try something now. I'm yeah, not, I think I'm it, not, you know, it's afraid. not a failure. It's just trying something new and it's learning a new experience. So it's not like a failure. You know, I don't look at it that way, you know, because it's just trying something new. And, you know, it may not work today, but it may work in a year. You know, you just don't know. And you don't learn if you don't fall on your no. face a couple of times. You don't learn anything if oh, all you've yes. had is happiness and success. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good. That's a part of life that really is important. If you get everything too smooth, you don't get it. So I think you need a little, right. you know, a bumpy road, a little to appreciate the good times. That's how I look at it. But you know, well, but it's, it's hard to sit. Listen, it's very hard to sell books. We all know this, so we just keep doing it because we try. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, that's, that's, and nobody knows who's that. going to get the bestseller and who's not. You know, that's it. It's just one of those things that happens. But yeah, it's, so it's true. been such fun talking to you. Really, it's, you know, I didn't know you before, so it's really great. So I think we'll do some of these shows. It will be very good. Interesting, I think. Yeah, it sounds like fun. I'd love yeah, that. it does. And it just it does. thank so you so much. And have a good that. yes, and have a good Thanksgiving. I can't even believe it's going to be Thanksgiving, and you know, the end of the no. year. It's really <laughs> weird. I know it's very weird. But anyway, so thank you so much, and I really enjoyed having you. And we'll talk really soon. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll text you now in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> right. Sounds we great. Thank you texting. so much. Okay. Take care. Thank you, and good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.